I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Burf Barf. <laughs> I need a I just, I like the early I, I high do. five and the late high That's five. That's fine. We can, I we just can need start bookends. and close with a high five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can yeah. try by throwing the phone across the room to begin with. Yeah, that's actually a, that's a pro recording tip, actually. <laughs> that's how you test your levels. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. Then you throw the mic, you test it on your body, well, you t- test it on the table, well, and then you, you know the bounce durability. the mic off the floor. How do you know if you can run 100 miles if you don't throw your recording equipment? How do you know if people are listening with earbuds in unless you deafen them? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha! Kapow! <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Top of the top of the morning to our newest Patreon. Welcome to the fam, Mike Shiflet. Hey, you're man. our newest barfer. Welcome. I, I know. I I'm not I'm... trying to make that stick, but you know, barfer. Oh no, family. it's in there. It's fully fucking in there. Yeah. Swell. Thank you. I'd like to say a top of the morning, as you say, to Annie Lang, who has just returned to us from the Penhody 100 miler. It me. 103 miler. Yeah, 103 and some change. Yeah. You came home with all the wares. I saw your sticker on the table. I saw your hoodie. No. Did you get a hoodie? That's from a different race. That's from a different race. I saw your t-shirt. <laughs> a busy couple of months. I Yeah, I can't even keep up. I haven't even seen your buckle yet, which you probably just put into a shoebox of... It's in the drawer. <laughs> it's in the drawer. It's, of in, the... it's, in, it's in the drawer already. With its, uh, its pin hoodie mate. I, you know that you really don't care about your finishes when you take your buckle. I, it has become, to be fair, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It has become a place of reverence, like the, the drawer of buckles. The drawer is I, a place of reverence. But I wear, I wear, I, you know, you I do them. wear you my buckles. Them. So I, I haven't gotten to the point where I still remember seeing Ed Eddinghauser, the jester's, Oh, uh, yes. buckles, and he had them literally on a, like, a giant, like, clothes hanger. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's I cool. mean, beca- but there was, like, uh, like, 50. I don't know, 100, 100. I mean, it, like, just insane. So, I remember seeing that and being like, wow, I will never feel that way about my buckles, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> like, oh. it's not because... I already feel like I, I'm acting like I don't care. I just was like, this is the thing that I got, and this is where they go. I mean, I guess I kind of understand. I mean, I did have a sports closet. Yeah. Where I kept my most reverent, yeah. the, the items of which I am most reverent, rather. I did, however, have a close call, which is I got my Pinhoti buckle, and Andy was like, asked something about if it looked different than the 2016 one. So I was like, oh, I don't know. And I, like, got them out and was holding them next to each other. And I was like, they're exactly the same. And then I was like, and then I was like, this one, this one is the 2019. And I took a Sharpie and wrote on the back, like, 2019. Because they look exactly the same. And I felt like... I felt like I needed to know. Oh, I need yeah. to know which one oh, is I which. Oh, I know you do. And I'm I, like, I would feel the same way. Like, for half a second, I was like... I've switched no. my babies. Yeah, I was just going to say, that'd be like naming both of your kids and then be like, sometimes I just, yeah. I don't really. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, it doesn't fine. matter. It's fine. I mean, I, I did the same amount of work to get each of them. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> like, so yeah, half half a second of panic before it went into the drawer of buckles of like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, and meanwhile, one's in there like, hey, it's your own one. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, baby. So yeah, I finished Pinhoti this Yay! year. Yay! Um... It's so crazy because, uh, so I did Pinhoti in 2016 and finished, and did it this year, 2019, and finished, and it was so interesting and fun and enlightening to have these two very different oh. experiences okay. with the same variables to be like, that was this then, and now this is what it is now, and like, yep. this is what I was like then, and this is what I am now, and this is what I did for that, and that, like, just... I- Further emphasizing that the course, the elevation gain, and the map have very little to do with what kind of time you're going to have there. Yeah. Like, in ev- both literal time mm-hmm. and uh, metaphorical yeah. experience. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So uh, that- What was the va- most vast difference in w- something where you're like, oh, I know that La 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 is coming. Oh. I better steal myself. <laughs> so, well... I don't know if it was like steal myself. Well, yeah, it or, was. Or or get excited for it. Yeah. Whatever you whatever yeah. it be. So the biggest thing was uh so the course has a pretty big climb on it that goes up to Pinnacle. And I think did you make it to Pinnacle the year you went? I don't know. I it made was it the to one fifty. So it was a 
So I remember, so the year that you did it and Brendan and Troy did it, like, they had warned me when I went to go do Pinhoti, like, you can hear the aid station for, like, oh, no, a mile. I, I did not make it to this Before part. you get there. No. And, like, don't be fooled. You're going to be able to hear a party and think that you're there and you're mm-hmm. not there. It's mm-hmm. at the top of the climb. And when I did, uh, when I ran in 2016... I was like a mess by the time I got up to Pinnacle. This is what this is the aid station that I asked a volunteer. I said, I need a hug. You, you oh, know me. I'm wow, never you this don't person. Want, you are not a and hug I really person. was like, I was just like Oh wow. And like had like had a really hard time and just was like, okay, like here, you know, I'm gonna keep Aww. going on. So I just kind of thought like like it's okay. Like I, I know that this climb is coming. My mentality on climbing, like I've definitely tried to work on that to be like Okay, don't hate the climb because mm-hmm. it just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, just think of it as a climb that never ends, which always seems counterintuitive, but for me is so helpful oh. to just be like, I'm just going to turn my cardio machine on, go up this hill forever. Watch a whole movie. Forever. I'm oh, just going to get ab- out there forever. That doesn't give me anxiety. Yeah, so no, was, it legitimately doesn't. Yeah, so I was like, okay, um, when I get to the pinnacle climb, like I will just... Flip on that switch and go up forever. Pinnacle is the name of another climb that we know, though, right? Yes, it oh, is. Okay, that's fucking. With yes, me. that's Lane Pinnacle. Lane Pinnacle. Yes, yeah. Which is like where I, I have, also had the yeah. almost had a heart attack yes, there. Yeah. yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, wait, did okay. I have a? Uh. Um. Anyway, so uh, at one of the like middle point aid stations, I was like, I go, hey, is the big climb next or is it like? A couple down, and he was like, he goes, so, he's like, you've got, like, some rollers, and then an aid station, and then a downhill, and then an aid station, and then you get to the big climb, oh, or something like that. That's so I was like, far. I was like, oh, okay, so it's a ways, and he was like, he goes, and then he's like, it's ten switchbacks, 800 feet straight up. And I was like... Is that <laughs> how you remembered it? And I was like... Those eight? two things are at odds with I was one like, another. I was like, 800 feet, you say? That's nothing! Uh, 800 oh. feet as a climb is two two low fees. Three, maybe? But, like, bird is 1,300 feet. Holy shit. <laughs> so I was like, and the guy said it, like, one, he was super informative, knew the course. but Don't he trust was, But he was, like, 800, and he said everything exactly spot on. He was, like, 800 feet straight up, and I was like, I wanted to be, like. You're, like, pat, pat, you're cute. I, I just was kind of like, uh, Wow. The things that have happened to me and that I've Since done then, over the last three years have like, changed me. Like, what? I'm a different lang <laughs> like, than I was. That then. was like I mean I. The guy said it was such like reverence, and it is. It 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 could be like yeah, a yeah. mindfuck climb, but for for uh, all reasons. He thought you I were going to the Holy Land and you were going to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, and I was like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was like, fine. I'm not even gonna have a time to listen to a podcast. Like, I'm gonna eat a bag of Swedish fish, pick my nose, and yeah. then I'll be at the top. I, I, yeah. So that was that was one of the biggest things. And so when I got to the top, like 2016, I was like, somebody please give me a hug. Yeah. Like, what do you like? Legitimately, the volunteer said, "What do you need?" And I said, "A hug." Wow. <laughs> and this year, like, and it's always a party because I think they know that that's like a rough aid mm. station. But like. Uh, I get to the aid station this year, I pour myself a glass of Fireball, and I'm like, this is great! You guys are great! I was like, yay! A glass of Fireball. <laughs> it was just like, yay! Thanks, guys! And then just kind of, like, chugged along and was like, you just wow! I was like, that's, like, so as far as, like, big changes from yeah, one year to the next, that like... That seems pretty substantial. Yeah, I thought it would be pretty different just from my mentality-wise, but it would just all around, like, wow! And I told myself during this year's race, I, I reminded myself of what I've done in the last three years. I was like, I've climbed literal mountains at mm-hmm. elevation, mm-hmm. in the snow, in the hot, yeah. at dark. I've done hill hill training in Colorado, mm-hmm. on a mountain, in the dark, mm-hmm. in the freezing rain, after a flight to get there. Like, yeah. I, I've gone up Pikes Peak. We've done Trans Rocky since then. Like, mm-hmm. just, and it was such, like, a nice, like, I'm a different runner than I was three years ago, despite the fact that... In 2016, I finished the race in 26 and a half hours mm-hmm. and felt like poop about it. I Which just, is insane because it's so brutally fast that I was I was like angry and in awe and like double angry because you weren't pumped on it. And I was like, how do you even do that good of a time? Like, I, fuck you. Yeah, and I just felt like I really, like the source of the statement, I trained so hard to be average, is that race. Like, I just left that race feeling so frustrated and like... I remember at one point I called Andy at like two o'clock in the morning and just was on the phone with him like, 
weepy because I was like, my feet just hurt so bad. Like, I'm just like, so like, I just feel like worked over. I'm just like, you know, do you have a new perspective on the idea of what average means? Because now you see what an elite time 26 hours is there, right? Yeah. So like, um, and I, uh, had in my logistics review from last Penhody, uh, missed top 10 women by two minutes. Not that this was a goal, but just wish I would have known this. And I'm like, smack myself in the face. I'm just kind of like, what? So this so this year, like I uh missed top ten. That's not a logistics review. That's a self-flagellation. Yeah, I, I well and I my point in that logistics review was to be like, hey, like don't miss things like uh closely without having knowledge of it. If I would have known a woman was two minutes in front of me How to could get you? in the top ten. Live standings, ask Andy, ask you to look it up. Mm. Th- just that kind of thing. Mm. So anyways this I feel like that gives more anxiety than it provides. <laughs> well, so when I got and I'm gonna just skip around. I know usually I try and do chronological. It's not happening today because I just got home at one AM this morning. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thanks for being here in your house. In your house. Am I? <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Where am I? <laughs> um, but this year, so I got to the end, and uh, the last section is seven and a half miles, which... Wow. Um, but it's seven and a half miles on, like, pretty flat trail, like, trail, um, some single track, but mostly, like, wide open dirt road and then actual road in town. And uh, Andy texted me, like, or I was like, yeah, I'm through the last aid station. He was like, yeah, party time. I was like, no, not party time. Like, I was like, I have, I can do a 24-minute pace for these last seven and a half miles and make the 31-hour cutoff. Mm-hmm. And I might just do that because I've earned it. And yeah. I really felt like I never get to choose to putts. Yeah. And I can choose to putts. And like, So how did your putzing end up being like an hour and a half before the cutoff? So, so I... Uh, so I would like run and walk some the last part, but uh, when I, when I got to three and a half miles left, because people like that I had been kind of leapfrogging with all night were like, "You're not gonna walk it in." I was like, "Yes, I am. <laughs> like, I really am." Um, but when I got to three and a half miles left, Andy, who was kindly stalking me on Friend Finder and providing updates, was yeah. like, "He's like, you've got three and a half miles to go," and I was like, "Cool. That's that's like almost party time because there was legitimately people with like." 10 miles to go that were like, well, I can smell the barn. And I'm like, well, uh, no, you can you can't from 10 miles away. No, you like not have fun. Um, no. so then there was a sign that said like, congrats, Penhody runners, like two miles left. And I was like, cool, two miles. Now I can start being like, yeah, yay. Two miles is that yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm like, and even though I was kind of like, okay, yay. And then I was like, I wonder how much time I have. And I looked at my phone and I was like, I've got 38 minutes till the 30-hour mark. Mm-hmm. And normally the cutoff for Pinhoti is 30 hours. They extended it to 31 hours because they had to add the three miles as a oh. course revision. Okay. So, and they were not road miles. I had mistakenly thought that they would just add road miles, and it was, like, undulating ridge top three no. miles. <laughs> like, so, anyways, Ouch. I thought, like, okay, I've got 38 minutes to do about two miles and make 30 hours and essentially not need the extra hour that they provided to us because of the course modification. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems like a thing worth going that for. seems like a dignified yes. way to go. So that was one of the things that uh, was valuable in my 2016 logistics review to be like, hey, if I would have known I was two minutes outside of top ten, I might have gone for it, like, at the end. Right. And this year I was like, hey, I'm, I've happy, got the math. To, I'm happy to know that I could make yeah. 30 hours sure. and not need the extra hour that they provided cutoff-wise. Like, this seems like a completely arbitrary but attainable thing. Like, it was just enough where I was like, okay, I'll run through the shade instead yeah, of Yeah, I mean, and three miles is a whole out. hour. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole hour. So, uh, I ended up finishing at like a 29.50. That's radical. Yeah. Nice, so, nice job. Yeah, so Way super stoked strong. about that. Um, but yeah, there was all this stuff in between. <laughs> yeah, so we went straight to how you finished. So I finished. How was the weather the morning of? Oh, oh, oh. it must have been cold as a witch's titty. It was. <laughs> I, like, I would, I would run Pinhoti just as, like, if, if BFC to me is, like, the, the, the marking on the calendar that implies the last hottest, oh, yeah. hot as hell weekend of the summer. Mm-hmm. Pinhody is like the first 
breath of runnable weather yeah. for the season. Yeah. So for you, for me. So it was. I think. So I think when we started, it was like thirty-five, which is crisp. That's, yeah. Um, but it ended up being, and I'm like, I haven't looked up the specifics, but I think it was like maybe a high of like fifty-four during the day. Did and you ever we get were, there? Uh, it. Maybe, I think so, but, like, because if there was points where the forest broke and, like, we were in the sun, like, mm-hmm. you could tell it was, like, the tiniest bit warm, but, like, no, that, no, I never had to ice. I never thought Did I'm too hot. There was some wind. Um, there were points during the night, so over the nighttime, it got very cold. Oh, like, really? Like, there how was, cold? I don't know. If 20s? I, if I had to guess, I would say 20s. Did you have any precipitation at night? No. Oh, praise Jesus. No, but, like, some of the ridges were, like, I mean, like, blast your face off, windy, <laughs> and uh, there was people that were running, like, actively running, not in just people jackets. Mar- in down jackets and windbreaker pants. Like, full How? gloves, hat. They, they actually don't have any body fat. I, I think it was that cold. Like, these are not weird people that were like, had to overdress. I can run in... I'm not a weird person. And I can run in 20 degrees with two long sleeve shirts and maybe a Houdini on top. Yeah. What did you wear at night? I wore the exact same clothes. Just two little pasties, pasties, (laughs) right on your nipples. (laughs) A G-string. Edible underwear, actually. And two handhelds. Edible underwear for nutrition purposes. And then, like, a beer helmet. Uh huh. Filled with fireball. Yep, and then just in gingies that I cut the top off. I'm just covered in lube. <laughs> Hot cha-cha. <laughs> okay. So I I wore the exact same thing the entire race, which was a tech shirt that was long sleeve that I cut the sleeves off. It's old. It's a old ass shirt. Uh, a pair of Black, longer-length Nike Pro shorts. Shorts. A pair of Drymax. Socks. And shoes. So- shorts. I wore shorts and a t-shirt. I, n- I didn't wear a buff. I didn't wear a hat. I didn't wear gloves. No, shut up. People were wearing down jackets and you didn't wear a hat or gloves? Oh, you were a special lady. At one point, and I admittedly, part of me kind of just wanted to do it to be a shit. I was like, I was like, I could probably be in my spot. Right now, and then I was like, "Eh, I would eventually need to put my shirt back on." But I I felt like just to show it off a little bit. I mean, this is one of the this is one of the things that this is one of the few things that I get naturally. I get to be way too fucking hot running all the fucking time. It's very weird. So, um, like, uh, yeah, people were definitely like, "Wow." She's in shorts and a t-shirt, and she's smiling, because every aid station, I totally did the, like, just... Hi! Yeah, like, Thank people, you. people would be like, you're looking good. I'm like, so do you! <laughs> like, just <laughs> being, because we know, like, being yeah. that person makes you that person. Yes. Like, it does. And it was so helpful, because I would just be like, um, and I had my mantras for the weekend that definitely played into, like, having a positive attitude, because, again, 2016, I did this in hindsight, remarkable thing, and just kind of felt, like, sad and disappointed about what I did. You've done that a few times in your life. Yeah. So, um, my goal for this weekend was, like, uh, one, to finish and get my Western States qualifier, beat my previous time if the stars aligned, Mm -hmm. and, uh, third, or kind of simultaneously was, with those, was to just not despair. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. um... It was really interesting. I was with my older sister, Christy, this last weekend, and she was talking about my mom not having yet seen me at, like, a hard ultra for me. So my mom has seen me at, like, I'll say, escorting her and Alex to, like, a 50K or crying Oh, she hasn't run. seen you grinding like, through shit. Like, she's seen me tired, like your but... dad has been there for yes. you grinding through yeah. multiple shit. Right, so, like, uh, and Christy, she goes, yeah, she was like, she hasn't seen you, like, really, like, pushing it. Uh, because I told her that mom had asked me, like, when do you get grumpy? If you're not grumpy after mm-hmm. you've run 31 miles and when you're tired, when do you get grumpy? And Christy was like, she goes, so she's like... 89. Yeah. So she was like, she goes, uh, she goes, mom's never seen when you're working really hard. She goes, you get like, and I said like grumpy or something like that. She goes, no. She's no. like, she goes, you get like defeated. And I was like, I do. Like when I'm when I'm uh, like struggling through a thing, yeah. I I do like the thing where I'm like, 
this isn't a thing I can do, or I, oh. or I'm not, I can't do the thing the but way that I thought. it doesn't stop you from going. No, but, but that definitely resonated with me. Like, I've never, I've only seen you, I don't even know that I've seen you do that. I've seen you be pitiful for a minute, but I've never seen you, I don't know if they're synonymous to you. I think it aligns with, so after Ohio Backyard, when I talked about, like, having that uh, inner monologue of you are, you train so hard to be average, or I don't know why you think you can do this, or you can't do, like, you can't try for a big race, or I you can't go for let big goals. I people hear you say that whole sentence, because I feel like it's a poisonous thing that they could uh, put in their pockets. I know, it's like the ring. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't lock it up. up. Yeah. Don't pick it up. Um, so, but, so I have, like, I had this string of shitty thoughts that I would let run amok in, like, in big training runs and races where I would just allow it this space to just make me feel shitty about what I was doing. Mm. And, like, mm. all of a sudden I would go from, like, oh, man, I'm having a low spot in this race to I should pull out of that race that I'm entered into next month or I shouldn't apply uh, to do this thing yeah, or yeah, I, don't yeah. know, I, I can't do this thing. Did you feel like that ac- at across the years? Uh, or had you already done the thing? At across the years, I'm sure that I had moments like that. Well, no, I did not because I, I had, you already done the thing. I had just found out that I got, I got into a big thing. So I was, I was flying on the wings of eagles. Okay. Also, yeah. So that would, that was kind of an exception, but like, I mean, Ohio backyard, Biggs backyard. I can think of most big events where I've been like, you can't, this is not a thing you can do. Or you're not good at this. Okay, at it, it, it Real Bigs, I do remember you feeling like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what... That was a bummer. So that, in conjunction, that's that's the feeling that I associate with the word defeated, when, mm-hmm. when my brain starts to be like, mm-hmm. nope, and I don't believe you can do this. And so, so my mantra for this last weekend kind of evolved from what Christy said, which really resonated, and I thought like, huh... I should, you know, I should continue to not give that thought real estate. So my, my mantra was undefeated, mm-hmm. which then turned into undefeated and unscathed, meaning like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can get through the, like, I'm still going to be Annie at yeah. work yeah. next week and a mom yeah. and eventually I'll run yeah. again and I have other races to run. I'm just like, 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 I'm tough one. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like this, whatever happens, I'm I can still do this thing. Okay. I'm fine. Oh, like this. Oh, does- No. Whatever happens, I can still do this thing. Not whatever happens, I'll be okay. Not like, if I DMF, if my legs fall off, I'll be okay. No. Whatever happens, I'll do this thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is the, which is the difference between me and you. And then the last one was, so, undefeated, unscathed, no despair. I just thought, like... No despair is one And of I, I would, like, I totally uh, stole a page out of Maggie Guterell's, uh playbook from Biggs, where she would, like, if she, like, tripped or something, she would, like, say out loud, like, focus. Or if she, like thought about, like, something was going wrong with her pace, she would say, like, pace. Like, she would say things out loud as, like, reinforcement. So, like, I would start to hear, like, man, I just don't know. And I'd be, like, undefeated, like, out loud. I would say, like, undefeated. I say a lot of things to myself out loud. And then I started to go through, like, uh, because, again, I was putting the mantras, like, hand in hand with being, like, the smiley happy person. So at for most of the race, you I was like saying the point at an aid station person. No, like, unscathed. <laughs> no, I I think even better. I was doing it like in a wrestling announcer voice, where I was like, undefeated, unscathed, no despair. <laughs> just, You've done like, weirder things. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, so I just like I like would say those things out loud. You have to keep yourself just to like interrupt these things. It was just like you know. Trying to, like, kind of minimize the, like, drama of the thing to yes, just be, like... maybe a little. But you also do, like, willingly descend into madness, whereas other people, like, accidentally slip into it. Like, like when I get meth face or when I want to, like, lay down on a rock or, like, just let things go by, you will willingly go into madness, where I will turn around at some point and they'll just be like, do you see the Mario star? <laughs> <laughs> I have to catch it. I'm trying to remember other times where it's been, like, super late at night, and you've just been like, you know what we do now is we take off our shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, can, I can say another example from this weekend that I think probably aligns with that. So I had, uh, I had 
way more like sleepiness issues than mm, I've ever had. Shit about that Meg. Yeah, I I thought that I was like, if only I had that gum, everything would be. Well, I don't fixed. know why we don't just have it on I, hand. I don't know why we're not chewing it right now. <laughs> well, um, but like so. I and I can't say like oh I don't know why I had sleepiness. My last six weeks and weekends have been insane, and I think I'm still just sleep yeah, deprived. Yeah, it's been every, Like it's a miracle we're yeah, making this. Uh, physically, mentally, logistically, it's just been all over the place. Yes. So, anyways, uh, so I had a lot of issues with sleepiness, like Andy level, like nodding off, like oh, kind of the dish. yeah, like just kind of like I'll just close my eyes, like <laughs> and I also I queued up, uh, uh, and you'll hear this theme a lot is using my last three years of experience, mm-hmm. I kept, like, just pulling all the things that I know. Why do you say three when you mean six? Because 2016 versus now. So things oh, that I have okay, now versus okay. th- that I didn't have at Pinhoti. Got it. So, like, I thought about Nikhil at, I think when he did Fat Dog, and he, like, ran as fast as he could to try and wake himself up. Mm-hmm. Like, and I felt mm-hmm. like, I could do that. And I was like, that seems hard. <laughs> like, it was just like I was in a book where I was like, did I like that one? I was like, oh, that's a good one. I was like, do I have the ingredients for that? No, I don't. Like, um, but anyway, so I was feeling really sleepy, and I, before one of the aid stations, I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm like an hour and 15 minutes ahead of cutoff. It must have been more, because I thought I could do 40 minutes. I could be at this aid station for 40 minutes and still be okay. And I was like, I'm going to let myself sleep for 20 minutes. Did you? So I sat in a lawn chair by the fire and put my feet up on another lawn chair. And I told the lady, like one of the aid station volunteers, I said, hey, I have a timer set on my phone for 20 minutes. I'm going to take a nap. I just can't stay awake. And I've also learned that when I'm that tired, I should just sleep instead of doing like the thing for a long time. So I like laid down or like sat in the chair and like I just like sat there with my eyes closed for a minute. Couldn't fall asleep. Sat back up after eight minutes and was like, uh, I go, that's not going to work. And just like took off. And I was like, I was like telling my body, like, you said you wanted to go to sleep and you can't go to sleep. So this is psychosomatic. <laughs> like, knock it off. Well, it must be because you can usually, you can sleep right. anywhere. Yeah. And I, uh, Andy argues with the validity of this. But when I, when we had Arbor, I was like, hey, it's not a big deal if I try and go to sleep and I can't go to sleep. That just means I don't need to sleep. And he goes, no, that's not true. That's and madness. I, was like, I know, but it helps me. Like, if I can't go to sleep, then I must not need to sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's less madness inducing, I yeah. think, to try. Yeah. So, uh, so I left that aid station after trying to sleep and being unsuccessful in doing that. And after not that long out of that aid station, I started to get sleepy again. And I was like, uh, I will try. Like, if I sleep for 15 minutes, that's fine. It doesn't fuck up my race. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything bad to mm-hmm. me. I would love to fall asleep. There's no stress. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so I, like, laid down on a reentrant <laughs> next to the trail because it was, like, a nice little oh, ditch of leaves. Like, cool. all the dried leaves were there. It was very comfy. And so I, like, took my pack it's off and, like, slept on outside. Yeah, and that was one of the things that prevented me from uh, being able to go to sleep as I got a little too cold. But okay. I'm, So I'm laying on the side of the trail. My feet are, like, sticking out next to the trail, not into the trail. And a guy runs up behind me, and he was like, Ah! He goes, <laughs> he goes I thought you were, like, a dead body. And I was like, ha, 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 I'm sleeping. <laughs> and, like, he just kept running, and I was like, <laughs> like I felt very much like I don't need a nap. I just needed that. It has <laughs> it has tweaked me before to yeah. see people curled up like a like a golden yes. retriever in a perfect circle on the middle of the trail. Yeah, I've seen that more than once and just been like, oh my god! I should tell you a heartwarming thing that I saw that I was like, oh, somebody needs to like recommend this guy for something. So there was quite a few stretches that were um, like fire road, and I came up. I was running up the fire road, and there was a headlamp facing me, and I was like, huh, I wonder what this person is doing. And I get up closer, and it's a pacer standing facing this way, and he's like, good job, runner, give me a high five, give him a high five. And I was like, uh, and as I was looking at the scene, he, the pacer was just standing watch over his runner, <clears throat> taking a nap on the road, just standing there, <laughs> like standing... Distance running is stupid. And, and, like, and the and the runner was like underneath like a jacket and just sleeping on the road, and the pacer was just standing, standing next to diligent him, watch. keeping keeping time, making sure that nobody woke his person up to be like. Because I feel like 
the yeah. hardest problem about taking a nap is at a, at is a people race. People are worried about people your hypothermia are worried, yeah. and they want you to get the fuck up. Right. Or they, like, I they do don't that. know if it's wrong. I or... have woken people up and said, you're going to get hypothermia if you sleep here. Yeah. And I actually thought, too, that prevented me from taking a nap in some spots because I was like, nobody's going to let me sleep because they're going to worry that either I'm going to keep sleeping or, or die. Or it's die. totally reasonable that yeah. you would die. Yeah. Um, also, a guy that told me uh, he had DNF'd the previous time that he had tried to run Pinhoti was because he went to sleep in an aid station mm-hmm. and asked the two volunteers to wake him up to wake him up and they apparently had never crewed in an ultra before. He slept for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I woke up and they were like, the cutoff has happened. <laughs> that like, tickles me. I was like that tickles me so deeply and I feel so bad. And for it was it, a, too. it was a year that I ran because I was like I, go, oh. I said I must have seen you. He goes, well he goes, I was there. He goes, if you were at an aid station because he was like, I was at that aid station from five hours before the cutoff <laughs> until the cutoff. cutoff. And so I was like, I must have seen you. He goes, well, yeah, if you saw somebody on her cot that was asleep, oh, that was me. Oh, no. So, yeah. Um, I heard so many, like, That's uh, stories of, like, uh, Pinhoti being a revenge race for a lot of people. So there was a couple people that ran the year you ran. Mm-hmm. And I was very, like... It's okay. Yeah. You're safe. They're yeah, like, yeah. it's okay. Um, so the weather at Pinhoti tends to be really pretty great. And in 2015, mm-hmm. they had rain and freezing te- Like, it was just insane. Mm-hmm. Like, the DNF rate was insane. Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so that's the year that you and our dear friend Brendan DNF'd and Troy made it through by the skin of his teeth, I yeah. think. Um, so, yeah, so people that had run that year, people who had just run the year before, the guy who slept through the cutoff, a uh, gentleman from Minnesota, that this was his fifth time trying to Trying. Finish. Trying. Oh, my. Yeah. So, and it's it's interesting to me because going back to Pinhoti this time that I didn't appreciate the time before is it's such a good mix of everything. Like, and I actually had it in my thought. I was like, I need to tell Lauren that this race has become something that it is not in your brain because of your experience. Like, I spent the first half being like, this this race is beautiful. Like, this falls upon deaf ears. <laughs> so, but like, there was probably like, I don't know, 35 miles all together that were just covered in pine needles, like soft pine needles, like the the viewpoints from there was quite a few like overlooks. And I say this just because like I feel like people who are listening, if you're thinking about doing Pinhoti, you should do it. It was it was beautiful. The aid stations were great. Pretty much every aid station had like colored lights and like excited volunteers and playing blasting music and just just a really good time. Um <laughs> I know. No, I mean, just to juxtapose against your party times and your vistas, is just, like, running 100 miles is not a good time. It's like when you have cancer and a clown visits you in a so hospital. Not, That's what the lights are at an aid station. So it's I'm when not, a clown visits you in a hospital so and you're a child of cancer. So I'm not saying that 100 miles is a fun, easy thing. I'm saying, in the scheme of 100 sure. miles you can run... Sure. I mean, if if Carl Meltzer tells you that you should do Pinhoti as, as your, your first, first 100, 100, yeah, that's you should. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's be real about what fun means, because I feel like... I'm not arguing about the definition of fun. Are you, though? <laughs> Question. Run 100 miles. Don't. Run 100 miles. Don't do it. <laughs> Is there an aid station that you have to, like, cross this giant slippery rock face and, like... Uh-huh. Is it still there? Yeah, it's bald. It's bald. Blad, blad rock. Yeah, blad knob. Bald knob. Blad. Bald knob. Bald knob. Yeah, it's not blad it's rock. Bald. No. So, just yeah. for reference, years ago, the people who made the aid station booklet and like the race guide misspelled bald knob through the entire thing, so it said blad knob. <laughs> so I wrote blad knob on all of my totes. And, like, all of our race stuff, and it has since been that. Yeah, it's 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 not, but I like thinking of it as Blad. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that could be a person. But, yeah, and I think uh, that was one of the things, because I remember running in 16, that's where you had, like, a really rough time going up. No. Mm-mm. 
I mean, well, I had a rough time going up the the forty mile climb, mile forty climb. I think that's ball. That's oh, is it? Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Where there's like you can kind of see like there's a wooden deck yes. that comes out. Yeah, it was funny. So after we had gone over the like vista, and you have to kind of like I say scramble, not really scramble. You kind of have to like hop, skip, and a jump around the viewpoint, and mm-hmm. then go up yes. to, onto the onto the platform. Yes. There was a woman in front of me that she was, like, unsure of if she was supposed to be, like, up on the boardwalk yeah. or down next to it, and I was like, we go up. I said, I had a friend that pretty much ran next to the whole thing the whole way, like, am I supposed to be up there? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I get up there? Exactly. I was like, come with me. Yeah. And then Was she, it dark when you got to that? No. Fuck you. I know. So I remember this from 16 when I... She, uh, took pictures, you were like, holy shit, it was light up there when you got there? I was like, yeah. been going very slowly. I, yes, because you don't, well, you don't climb slower than me. Like, period. I and it was light this year, it too. It was the beginning of the end for me was doing that climb, because there was snow and fog. And I was just like, this is okay. This is okay. This is okay. This is okay. And then that stupid girl who wouldn't stop talking about the JFK 50 and the North Face 50 was blasting country music near me. That's right. But then I still went, like, ten more miles. Yeah. I kept thinking as I was going through water crossings, like, I was like, is this the one that Morgan got swept away Mm. in? Is this one? It was deep. Yeah. There are quite a few, there was quite, there is quite a few water crossings. I didn't get my feet wet for any of them. Like, the... Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Um, And you didn't change your shoes or socks, right? Ever. I fucking love that. Ever. I, that is my favorite. I had told myself uh, when I got to the last... Because when I ran in 16, I made a note that you could change... There were people that were changing into road shoes for, like, the last two sections. Um, and I had made a note, like, you can change into your road shoes. And I was like, you know what? I'll change my socks and, like, relube my feet. Like, yeah. that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, and then when I got there, I was like, it's, it's too far. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not like, worth it. You know, I was just like, it's too much work to get my... I just like to not open the packages until I'm done using yeah. them. Like, I just don't want to know what's in there. Yeah. I had, uh, and this is, this is definitely in that psychotic bucket of, like, coping strategies. I had, like, a pine needle in my oh. in my sock. Did you use it as, like, going? I would going. just be, like, 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 having, like, a fidget spinner in your hand or something. I was, like, yo! You know exactly what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do, and you're a sick fuck. <laughs> so, like, and that was one of the things at, when I was, like, uh, in that last seven-and-a-half-mile stretch, I think I sat down with, like, six to go, and I was like, I'm going to take my little friend out. Like, I didn't change my socks, but I'm going to take the little pine needle out. Or I didn't know what it was yet, yeah. and I was like, it's probably, like, a sharp rock or, like, yeah. you know, something intense. Something huge. I took it out, and it was like... Like, just a just tiny a brand dried out, yeah. like, and I was like, oh, well, that actually was quite unpleasant, you considering like, how small it was. was. a hypodermic needle. I don't know how that got in there. <laughs> but, yeah, that was definitely one of the things that was like, uh, I know that I don't need to change my shoes and socks because there's a thing in, there's a tiny thing in yeah. my shoe. Did um, you make any friends? Yes. Yay, tell me. I had the, the nicest nicks of... Social interactions without feeling taxed by them. And I, I always hesitate. Wow. I, I always hesitate to, like, um, like, I've been very candid about, like, big gr- new groups of people is, like, it. I always just worry about coming off like a prick. I don't know. I just, I do. I, like, I'm just kind of like, uh. Um, but it was great. Like, I got to see a lot of people that were at Biggs. Like, good friends were running it. So Tim Dines was running. Um, Patrick Gallagher was running the event after having done 32 hours at Biggs two weeks ago. And then RDing a race next last week. And then coming and doing this. Um, and got to run with Walter Hanlauser, who just set a new record for the number of 100 miles yes. in the year. Yes. Um, and got to hear about the Spine Race, in uh, which is a multi-day event that is, like, in shitty English weather and mm. has a ton of mandatory gear and all this crazy Yum. stuff. But I got to run with him on his... He's doing 50... 50... 100-mile races this year. That's his goal. But the previous record for most hundreds in a year was 41, and Pinhody was his 42nd. So it was really cool. Oh, that is cool. He was also at the finish when I finished and was like, hey, like, good job. How was it? Which, uh, if you've heard me talk about running Pinhody solo before, which I failed to mention, I didn't have any career pacers. I just drove down solo and did it. Um, When I finished Pinhody before, 
I don't know who I thought was going to be excited about me finishing, but when I finished, I was kind of like, it wasn't even sad. It was just kind of like, oh, you, you guys either just don't, did this yourself you or like, who you I don't am. care. Like, no, of course you, people aren't going to come up to a stranger and be like, yeah. yeah. Unless you make a show of it, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you so much. Yeah, so it's so nice to like finish this year and have Walt there to say like, hey, after getting to talk to him like Someone recognized you. Yeah, yeah, so good. it was just the right amount to be like, Oh, it's not as if this didn't exist. Just like Santa Claus puts his finger on the side of his nose yes. for you. Yeah. And then shoots up the chimney. And then I'm currently in the phase of like, you know, you have your names for people that you don't know their actual mm-hmm. names yet. So I ran with Heather from Columbus, Georgia. And I'm just going to call him Birmingham because that's all I know. Um, we were together in like the like 2 to 6 a.m. window. Ooh. Just kind wow, of like. I'm never with other people in that window. I, yeah, and I should talk about, like, where I was in the bubble. Um, but uh, we were together in those wee hours of the morning and just were kind of like, uh, it was just like work together time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it would be like, we'd all be kind of leapfrogging and, like, letting each other know we were doing a good job and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, you know, like, somebody would be like, I kind of feel like I should run this part, and we'd all kind of be like, okay. I'm like, start, start oh, shuffling. Oh, yeah. um, And... Uh, got to hear, like, got to talk a lot to, uh, to Heather about, like, her experience. It was just, like, it was just a good, like, passing of time. And especially, like, we, I ended up talking to Heather the most during the additional three-mile ridge section that it was, like, it was kind of, like, when do we come down from here? Because I know that the aid station is down. Oh, no. And we're still up. So, like, and it just went, it just went for a long time. Um, add to this the confusion of the time clock. So, like, on more than one occasion, people quoted the wrong cutoff time because... Do not listen to volunteers. Get ready for this. So I'm going to talk through it, and you can decide to try and figure this out for yourself or not. So we live in Eastern Time in Columbus, Ohio. Drove to the beginning of the race, which is in Central Time. The The race clock starts for Pinhoti, and during the during the race, daylight saving time happens. So the clock goes back an hour in the real world, but Pinhoti stays on on its race time. So let's say it was, so let's say it's, you know, when does the time change happen? 2 a.m.? So I, I assume, yeah, I guess so that's let's true. Say, so it goes back to midnight. Yeah, so sure. let's say it's 3 a.m. before daylight saving happens. Pinhoti just stays at 3 a.m. and does not fall back an hour. Don't you additionally cross the time zone in the race? No. Oh, okay. No. So I was like, that'd be a whole no other so, added level of fuckery. So like you would, so it would be hard because with the advent of technology, you'd be like, did my watch update time or is it still on the same time? Is oh. my phone update? You have to go by elapsed time. time only. Like yeah, so I would just start a timer on my yes. iPhone. So I and I did. I ran the Strava app on my phone the whole time and made my my pace sheet with the cutoffs. With elapsed time, not time of okay. day. Because people were like, oh, is like cut off at 6 a.m.? I'm like, I don't know, 28 hours. Mm-hmm. The cutoff is 28 hours or whatever it was. And it was just like, people would be like, so what time is that? And I'm like, it's 28 hours. Like, what? let's not talk about time. Because at one point, a gentleman who was well-intentioned and was well-informed all day, but after... Was his, wrong. But the next morning was like, you've got six minutes to run half mile. And I was thinking like, no, I don't. I have an hour and six minutes. Even being super well-prepared, well-informed about the race, I definitely started shuffling yeah, kind of fast because I was like, I was like, just in case, like, just in case. And then I got there, I was like, when's cut off? And they were like, uh, like an hour. And I was like, yeah, okay. I heard somebody behind me scream like, shit, and like take off running, I'm assuming because they came in yeah. like blazing that into the poor aid station. Just ruined their heart rate. Yeah. Um, and luckily it was just before the last seven and a half mile stretch. So it's like even if they somebody blew up into the sun, they could still like work Walk it out. It in, yeah. Um but it was kind of like yeah, that the the time thing is it's it's a little nuts. That's very difficult. Yeah. Because you already get into weird math zones in the middle of the night where yeah. you're like supposed to carry the one oh no. Yeah and oh no. And I had a uh I struggled all day for whatever reason, usually I feel like I you can tell, like, oh, these are the back of the Packers. Or, I'm not around anybody. This is where I usually am. Or, like, 
oh, I know this person is way faster than I am. I probably shouldn't be up here. So I was like, for like the first, gosh, I'm going to say at least 40 miles, I had no idea where I was in the pack, even though I knew what my my time, my time yeah. pace was, because I was like, okay, I'm around these fit people. I was around Tim Dines until like mile like 10, which I was like, this is not right. I should not be around Tim. Like, I don't, I don't. Care he's like, fast as hell. Didn't he yeah. get like top ten at BFC this year? I don't know. Yeah, he's gotten the Croy at every year. But at I BFC. think he made top ten. Yeah, probably. I, I think so. So I was just kind of like, I shouldn't be. And he's around. a Barker. He's like looks like a military guy yeah. with a shaved head. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't think I should be around Tim. And then I was by the Minnesota dad that had run five times and DNF five times, and I'm like, should I be ahead of him? So Why he, am I around in the these beginning, people? Like first chunk, you were in like the one nineties, and then. Out of like two, two fifty, two seventy, yeah. something. And then like you that? moved up to one sixties, and then you settled back down into one seventies. So, but the mind fuck just continued forever because I would be around fit people, like people who had done. And when I <laughs> say fit oh people, no, yeah. And I, when I say fit people, I don't just mean appearance. I mean people that I know their race results yeah. or like you know whatever. Yeah. Um. But, and then people were talking about. Uh, a woman was like, yeah, I know I'm, like, behind schedule. And they were talking about worrying about the cutoffs. And I was like... People always worry about the cutoffs in an irrational manner. And I just, like, it... And then maybe I Maybe they and, know that their performance goes maybe. down the shitter And that was another thing. Goes. You know, you and I know that cutoffs are not the thing to build a strategy around. Like, no. Quest for the Crest has insane cutoffs. Yeah. And then a race like Angela's Crest, those cutoffs are, like... the. That's like the bare minimum you can do and barely make it by the skin of your teeth. Like when they say you sh- should be ahead of those cutoffs, they give you the most time, but if you ride those cutoffs, you will not finish AC. Mm. So, and then there's races that like front load, they back load. Some races they just throw the average pace in there, mm-hmm. and that's the cutoffs. And I think that's what they did for Penhody. Front loaded bothers me so much. Yeah. So, like, I was just thinking, like, okay, like, I just kept thinking, I, I know what my paces are, what the cutoffs are, but I'm not sure. Like, am I miscalculating, like, that there's a really hard part or that maybe the paces are assuming that you'll knock out really fast road miles at the end? So I just had all these what-ifs. And, again, I, I felt really informed. I even made my little laminated pace sheet, which I haven't done mm-hmm. in a couple races. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when I was going into an aid station, there was a guy that was, like, uh, he goes, looking good. I said, you're looking good, too. And he said, well, he said, it's because I'm not running yet. He goes, but I'm a sweeper, so keep moving. And I was, like... What? Like, uh, he will be a sweeper is probably what he meant. I know, I'm, I know. And there was, like, never any malintent with these people, but I was, like, in addition to just feeling, like, <sighs> where am I in the bubble? Yeah. Uh, should I? I'm going as <laughs> fast as Tim Dines, but also there's the sweepers. So, <laughs> I'm the best and the worst I've ever been. <laughs> I have I have transcended to a different plane of existence. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually met... And Penhody up and down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, and so that part was interesting, and then I felt confident enough when I got towards the end to just be like, I I know what the cutoffs are, I know what pace I can run, like, at one point I was running with a guy who was like, uh, I think before we went up the climb up to Pinnacle, and he was just like, he was very much like, yeah, we're, like, I I don't think we're gonna make it, and I go, yeah, we are, I was like, we have, I was like, we have two and a half hours to do... 2.8 2.8 miles or something like that. I was like, we're fine. He goes, yeah. He's like, I just can't math right now. I was like, don't worry. I can. I was like, from this point to the end or to the next pot, I go, we have, it was like an hour and 55 minutes to do like 1.2 miles. I was like, so like when he said, I can't do math right now, I was like, don't worry. Like I got wow. you. Wow. And then after I explained it, like, as precisely as I could to say, like, we have a shit ton of time. Mm-hmm. There's no reason we should be stressing. And he still was just like, I don't know, I've just never been this close to cutoffs. I was like, can't save you, goodbye! <laughs> like, um, I am he, not here he to drag on, your yeah, ass. He went, on to, he went on to finish with a pacer that, like, just sled-dogged him the whole time. But, like, I just thought, again, with the additional experience, it was like, you know, don't add stress to the thing if you don't need to add. Like, if you need to worry about cutoffs... Go faster, mm-hmm. but don't worry about what's going to happen. Either like that's hard for people to do. Yeah, and I, I, and I've, I mean, I've been. I mean, AC was 
like the most stressful cutoff chasing I've ever been mm. in where I was just like, mm. I'm so hot. I feel so sick. All I need is a break and I'm sprinting to make the next cutoff. Yeah. Like I get that. It was just kind of in this environment. It was like, I feel like we're all just making it harder for ourselves. People do that though, man. I feel like I have swatted off so many of those Grim Reapers at like BFC especially. Yeah. Like we'll never at, make it. At we'll least, never make it. At least BFC, it makes a little bit of sense to me because there's no... There's no, like, linear progression of miles. Mm. Like, it could be like, hey, this next part of Rat Jaw could take nearly two hours. Who knows? Yeah, but at Penhody, it was just kind of like, these. there are no, like, insane things that all of a sudden we're going to have to, like, climb hand and foot up something. Um, or just knowing that the last, no shit, like, 17 and a half miles are just pretty much undulating rollers. Like, um... But yeah, uh, other thing I'll say, kind of changing subject, is like, all day, I kept telling myself, like, oh, I remember that the last part is super runnable. If I could leave some gas in the tank for the end, it would be great to not death march it. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, never, the end of Never Summer was like that, too. It was like, it was like eight miles through, like, cow pastures, and all the fast people were like, you know, you could really make up time, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck okay. yeah, yeah, like, all right, um, so, but I thought, like, okay, I know that the end of Pinoti can be runnable, I'd love to do that, and I, I just all, feel like a little, a little chihuahua who has, like, its back legs and one of those little rolly chariots, yeah, just, like, dragging exactly. my fucking ass, so, like, I, I get to the end, and the aid stations had been, like, pretty much, pretty consistently, like, maybe at max, like, the six-mile mark, so, like... That's just on the cusp yeah, of no. Yeah, so it was, so, but then the last three sections of the race, it's aid station, seven and a half miles, aid station, ten miles, aid station, seven and a half miles. Ten miles at the end is just cruelty to animals. So, granted, it was on easier terrain, but it was still, like, oh, it man, was still, like, sucks. ten miles, and it was from 85 to 95, and to me, mile 85 is, like, so close to being, like, a, okay, I know I'm going to finish this now, but not quite, you know? That no. I just kind of, like... How many people have we known that have called it at 90? Yeah. True. Very so true. So many. Um, so, like, we get... When we got to the... Sec- when I got to the section with... Because uh, even with 15 miles to go, I was like, where the fuck am I in this yeah. group of people? Because there was, like, all of a sudden I was around, like, 12 runners that I had not seen all night. And I was mm, like... That is weird. I was like, did I just catch you at the aid station? Were you just behind me? Because I found that I was turning around a lot faster in the aid stations that seemed sure. like other people you, were. You would. So... Where did you end up? I don't know yet. They haven't posted the results. Are you kidding Yeah. Me? But I think... So I don't know. So when we hit that last, like... 10 mile, then seven and a half stretch. As soon as we hit that, like, 17 and a half miles to go section, so many people just, like, relatively, like, took off. Like, just, like, like the finish line was at the end of the road. And I was just kind of like, how? I don't know. And I really wanted to be like, roadies. <laughs> what time did the sun come up? The sun came up uh, at, what at, mile? at uh, like how about that? 7 a.m. And it was like... It was probably at mile, like, 82 for me. Okay, so maybe they were catching their sun miles. I don't know. It was just, I like, people were, like, taking off, and I was like, whoo, glad that long, hard night is over. I'll just run again because yeah. I can? And I kind of wanted to be like, what have you been doing all night? Yeah, have you been fucking phoning it in? Like, were you I, just being pitiful, and now you're done? I I don't know. You chose to be I, pitiful, and you now you can just choose to run? Yeah. And like, I, once it happened to me, there's no coming back. And I felt like... Uh, I think in past races, I've kind of, like, fantasized or hoped or tried to, like, pep talk myself up to be, like, go with them. Or, like, mm, no, stay close. There's, there's and, nothing and, that and there was And there do. wasn't even angst. I was, like, have fun. Like, s- suckers. Like, I, I calculated it out. 23-minute mile sounds great. And I even good, did, like, good day. on the last seven and a half miles, because usually I feel like a driving factor that can get me going and I know you've experienced the same thing, is to be like, yeah, I could take this much time, but I really don't want to be out here that oh, long. Oh, no, yeah. Because you can just be like, I'll go fast to get it done sooner. Like, I was like, okay, if I do 23-minute miles, I'll make the cutoff. I'll still be out here for, like, another three and a half hours. And I was like, 
that seems fine. That seems fine to me. I legitimately, really? I legitimately was wow. like, I wouldn't mind walking for three hours. I would rather do that than run. I ended up running some and running wow. those last two miles to get under 30 hours. But wow. Yeah. But I, uh, again, the cutoffs and all that stuff, because it was just a mind fuck. I, that 17 and a half miles to go aid station, I got there, I think maybe, maybe 25 minutes before the cutoff. Was not stressed about it. But then I ended up finishing the race an hour before the cutoff. Portal. Yeah. So. So what, what physical ailments were niggling at you during this race? So before I started, and probably because the drive is 10 hours down, I had some right IT band tightness. Oof. And I slapped a piece of tape on there like a fucking pro because mm-hmm. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had some leg nervy tinglies. Mm-hmm. And I knew from Ohio Backyard, I was like, if I pop two Advil, even if it's placebo, eventually it will go away. Like, mm-hmm. just because I have nerve, nervy legs, like ouchy nervy legs, doesn't mean that I have to do the whole rest of the race. And I just kind of, like, sat with it and was like, eventually it will go away. And it, and it did. Like, and I really, it really, this really made me evaluate, like, which things are kind of, like, psychosomatic, mm-hmm. like the things that your body is trying to do to be like, please don't do this. Yes. Like, your legs hurt. Take your <laughs> legs out. Close your eyes. Put her to sleep. And I'm like, <laughs> um, so uh, I had that. And then I, that was like. And what fallout do you have? None. I have some blistery toes, but like I can still see my ankles. Yeah, your feet don't, don't look swollen. I don't have any chafing on my back, which that was a big wow. thing when I did Pinhoti before I had the old Solomon advanced skin, advanced set skin bathing body wipes. <laughs> the best. And it, like, set it like sawed a line around yeah. me. Um, and I don't have that. My armpits aren't chafed. Like, uh, my face still looks beautiful. My hairstyle was perfect. Although, I did get my first, are you fighting cancer? You're doing a great job at this race. Like, this, no. This woman, she was being very, like, kind. She was like, she goes, so, are you fighting cancer or is this just a hairstyle? I said, it's a hairstyle. And she goes, okay. She was like, I didn't know and I thought, I couldn't think of a way to I'm determine. so floored. That a person wants to know that enough that they're willing to make themselves and another person uncomfortable. So, I think that maybe in a normal context, no. But I think in the, like... this is like a Christian slumber party where you're locked into a gym and you're like, I'm just going to feel all my feelings. Oh, no, no. I wasn't even going to say that. I think it was going to be like, this is an amazing thing to do. Oh, I want to give you more credit. I want to give you the period belt buckle. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's fine, but also I'm flabbergasted by that I'm experience. surprised that it's taken that long for somebody to ask me if I have cancer because when I buzz my hair which I guess I should explain to the people on the, listening to the podcast I buzzed all my hair off like a couple weeks ago so I just have like super close cropped no hair and when I did it I definitely had it in my mind like as a possibility like people may assume that I am fighting cancer I never even fucking dawned on my horizon. But consider we live in a metropolitan area, not in a rural part of Alabama. Uh, Yeah, why would you go and do things like that? You must be dying. (laughs) Even my mom likes it, P.S. Whoa. Yeah, she hates everything. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Fallout, not bad. Like, I, I feel like... Wow. I feel like all the stuff that I have, I know. It's like, okay, I need to do an SI reset. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, okay, I I know the exercises that Laura would have me do for the stuff that I have going on. Wow. I don't even have a yucky belly. Like, the wow. Lab, and I, I oh, think, yeah, what'd you eat afterwards? I should tell you what I ate during. Oh, yes. Do you do know I, what I, I, that was on my, my fingers were crossed to ask you that. Do you know what I fueled with mostly this Please race? Please tell me. You're going to just like. Cheetos and mouth. Dr. Pepper. Worse. Roctane and goo. What? <laughs> like, I would say probably 85% of my nutrition was Roctane. Roctane is gut, gut rot to me. I I was digging it. Like, the grape was, like, perfect. Was it offered on the course? Is that why? Yes. You drank Roctane and you ate goo. I did have, so my, I again, experience-wise... I was like, okay, I'm not going to carry a bunch of shit in my vest that I don't need to bring just because it it's comforting to me to have. Like, I'm not going to carry 
30 hours worth of tailwind powder wow if they're serving roctane on the aid station so like there was two aid there was two aid stations which i could if i could offer any criticism and that's minimum for p- the pinhoti race organization it's that the idea that the experience that the very first person has through an aid station should be the exact same as the last person that goes through. And there was two aid stations that I went through that they were they had run out of Roctane. Mm. And I was kind of like, luckily, in a different it, at a different time in my running career, I think I would have wigged out because that's what I was using for my calories. Mm-hmm. Instead, I took I filled my vest right vest pocket with loose M and M's, Chex Mix, and two BB and J squares. It was just like. <laughs> Just, I mean, legitimately, oh, because when I went to wash my vest, I I go, Andy, look, and he goes, what is that? I go, it's M&M's, Chex Mix, and a piece of bacon, (laughs) and just loose, like, no baggie, just, because I was like, it was like, it was like one of the six and a half mile stretches, and I was like, I don't need to worry about not having Roctane, I just have to take calories with me. That's really gross. I did quite. Uh, I I did soup at or uh, just plain broth at a lot of the aid stations, mostly to just like warm my belly. But like, when I'm not hot, I, I don't need to be all that fussy about what I'm eating because that's like because you can digest it. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not the end of the world. And yeah. the last I think the last two races I've done, even adventure race, like I've my stomach has taken, like, a day or two to not feel like I was going to puke up everything because mm. I think it's just, like, raw. Yeah, those last few times you really didn't, you couldn't enjoy food. No, so um, this time was just, I just am better running in the cold right now. So, so yeah, so that's what I ate during, and then after I went to McDonald's and was like, I would like uh, chicken nuggets, fries, a shake, mm. a soda. I got mm. a fountain drink, mm. like, oh! Um... And then I ordered uh, pizza and cheese sticks after I woke up after my nap. Mm. Didn't like the pizza. Just ate a whole meal of just deep fried cheese sticks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other like nutrition, like gear stuff. Nothing exciting gear wise. I wore my old speed goats and ran in my vapor howl vest that's still like was filthy, just covered in filth from BFC and uh, yeah, orienteering or pilot. On that one. No, I watched it. It's spectacular. I wow. love I love her. That thing is indestructible. Yeah, and didn't shave anything on me. It was fantastic. Yeah. I think I probably won't get rid of my pack for several years. Yeah. But I also don't run hundreds, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, Nutrition-wise, I didn't wear sunblock. Uh, I had two salt pills at one of the aid stations because it sounded nice. What was your ibuprofen regimen? I ended up doing, uh, I think I took eight over the course of the whole time. That's very low. So I would take two when I was kind of like, my knees hurt. Like, I, I swear I'd take it for a placebo, which I do not recommend, you know, but, uh, having seen, like, some people that we know take shit tons of ibuprofen. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean that you should. I'm not advising it. But sometimes, like, I swear somebody could change out Advil for, like, mm-hmm. vitamin C pills mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. look the same and my body would be like, hmm, much yep. better. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Fixed it. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, it has such a, you know, such a negligible impact on you. It's like, unless you take morphine, you're not going to feel any better. Yeah. Uh, I also listen to music pretty much the whole time. Wow. Just, like... Not, the funk, back to the funk. Get yeah. up, the funk, yeah. back to... I did, uh, for a short time, in the last, like, road sections, I listened to How Bad Do You Want It by Matt Fitzgerald. Oh. Which was good. That's very smart. Yeah. Although, it did kind of make me feel like, oh, this is kind of making me feel like a quitter because I don't want to run, but it's keeping me move forward because it's like, Prefontaine knew that if he didn't go out as hard as he could, he would lose the All-American title. And I'm like... Yeah, but I could walk and get a buckle. <laughs> I just kept thinking, have you ever heard the saying, C's get degrees? Meaning, like, you can oh, do, like, yes. an average job. And, yes. and I was like, right before a cutoff still gets a buckle. C's <laughs> get degrees. Right before a cutoff gets a buckle. Yeah, that's basically, like, my whole life's mantra. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's funny. Like, just, like, night and day between last time and this time. And just, it's been so cool to examine, like, 
places that I was on the course where I was like, I know last time I was here I was crying, or like, I know last time I was here I felt really bad, like, last time I was here I was walking, this time I'm running, like, last time I had more hair, this time I don't, I'm three years older, I'm probably 20 pounds heavier, like, but the sense of, like, enlightenment and accomplishment that I had after this experience versus last time, it just, you, and I couldn't help but liken it to things that we've talked about with body image before where it's like you could look at a picture of you from before Mm -hmm. and be like man I looked hot yeah but I know how sad I felt felt sad and like looking back at Pinhody in 2016 Mm -hmm. I was like I didn't like I somebody asked me because everybody was there was a lot of people that were like yeah I've run this race before and I DNF'd and they were like have you done it before and I was like yeah 2016 they were like did you finish I was like yeah and they were like what was your time and I said 26 and a half hours and they go wow that's a stout time and I was like yeah it, it is. is so like to look at that experience and to be like I did the thing and I couldn't see that I did the thing so it I don't need to change doing the thing I need to change how I'm viewing that. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to strive for that again, but, like, just just that, like, realization of how subjective that experience is and how much control we can have or mm-hmm. how we can influence that. Um, and also just kind of, like, uh, giving myself some leniency to be, like, when I did Pinhoti before, it was, like, my A race. I'm not, like specifically trained for this race this year i'm doing it as my qualifier i've been like redlining in all aspects of my life for the last six weeks like i went trick-or-treating after making like two homemade costumes the night before i left for pinhody at 5 30 in the morning like to drive for 10 hours yeah like and you basically raced to train for yeah this race. yeah so i was just kind of like hey with all the things that i've had going on like and it, not even as an excuse but just to be like this is pretty fucking cool that you yeah. can pull out a hundred mile. Oh yeah, it's insane. Based on my resume of experience, like, and that was such a cool feeling. I've never had that before, where I thought like, I think I finished this race because of what I've accomplished so far. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Good job, Blaine. Thanks. I, I'm 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 proud of myself. It's very much like just a lot of lessons learned. So excellent. Undefeated. Unscathed. No despair. (laughs) So, until next time, we are Burf Barf!